WNCW is member-supported public radio from Western North Carolina featuring an eclectic music mix. You can find out more and listen online at WNCW.org. Support for this public radio podcast comes from Pabst Brewing, proud supporter of local artists nationwide and of the NPR Live in Concert series, online at pabstblueribbon.com. This is Volume Control, musician interviews from non-commercial WNCW-FM in Spindale, North Carolina. You can find out more by visiting our website at wncw.org. Good morning. I'm Kim Clark, and on the line with me is Laura Love. She has a brand-new CD. It's called Negress. Laura, thank you so much for calling in this morning. We really do appreciate it. Oh, thank you for everything you've done for me. <laughs> I appreciate you. Well, this record is uh, it's quite a bit different than what we've heard from you before, and uh, the inspiration of it kind of lies in your family history. Talk a little bit about where the seeds of this project are. Well, um, I come from many generations of light-skinned black people and dating all the way back to slavery. And when I was kind of looking into my own family history uh, as much as I could for this album, I realized my grandmother, Mexi Love, was born in 1880 in Texas. And when she died in 1983 in Omaha, Nebraska, she was the oldest living woman in Nebraska. And um, I started reading a little bit about what it was like for Texas black people in the 1880s or in the 1800s, and realized, uh, learned that word that the slaves had been freed came two and a half years late to the black people of Texas. Mm. Uh, All through the rest of the United States, the Emancipation Proclamation, uh, President Lincoln's proclamation that the slaves had been had been freed, took took place January 1st, 1863. It took effect except for Texas, and there was such a Confederate stronghold in Texas that the, the Texas plantation owners, uh, the Confederate soldiers, uh, mad because they'd lost the war, kept killing Union messengers who were sent down to tell them that they had been freed, the black people, they had been freed. And so for two and a half years, black people remained enslaved in Texas longer than the rest of the country. And so my family was among was among those people. My, my grandmother was the first generation in my family to be born into freedom. Her, my, her parents, my great-grandparents, were undoubtedly slaves. And it just blows my mind that, that recent, relatives that recent of mine could have been slaves. And so um, when they learned they'd been freed, they began their migration northward up and out of Texas. And I, I think they were headed for Canada, and I think they just got tired and stopped in Nebraska, which is where <laughs> I was born. I know. Can you imagine how tired you'd have to get to stop in Nebraska? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's tired. <laughs> yeah, that's real tired. But, you know, Nebraska's cool. It's fine. It's a good place. You know, it's the gateway to the rectangular states, and that's, that's happening enough for us, you know. And so, so, so that's how I came to be born and raised in Nebraska. And so this whole, this whole record is kind of me imagining my family's journey northward. Um, so it's, it's sort of a blend of, of Negro spirituals, uh, original songs, and bluegrass, which is my, my – I've just – on this record, I stopped resisting that I – I'm a bluegrass freak. I love bluegrass. <laughs> and so I just went ahead, went down to Nashville, and I, I got all the, Miss um, Barbara Lamb, my fiddle player, uh, got all these ha- Nashville heavies to come play with me. And, um, and they were just, just awesome. And, and it was my dream to work with Tim O'Brien. His vocals, his, the way he sings, is just, he is just so emotional, but not like gooey, make you sick kind of emotional. <laughs> 
there, when he sings that verse, um, the very first song in the record is called Saskatchewan, and he he takes the position of Colonel Granger, who had the job, who was a Union messenger, who came down to tell the slaves of Texas they'd been freed. And this guy, when he when Tim sings, his verse is, um, he said, Granger was his name. He said, Lincoln freed the slaves. Word has gotten here slow. It was over two years ago. We sent a messenger then. We never heard from him again. I'm sorry to tell you so late. I'm sorry you had to wait. And the way he sings it, you really feel like he's Colonel Granger and he's sorry. He's just, he's so sorry. Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan. stay in the mindset to to write this music was it something you did like in one stretch of time you like one week you got it done like, you know what's the creation process for this it's because this is a concept record and every yeah, sense of the word it's a concept record well once i have an idea it makes it a lot easier to jump into it and i have always loved bluegrass and old-time music as well as negro spirituals and slave songs and field hollers and so once i decided that was the direction i was going to go um it just flowed really easily, and I, I think I wrote all the songs within about three or four months, and um, and had and chose the ones that I was going to sing the, the 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 traditional songs that I sang, and it just flowed. I mean, I feel you know it's funny. I just that's the most comfortable place for me is to go back in time and um, and you know it's it's almost like a cellular memory of. You know, there's just something that I really relate to about about bluegrass music, old uh, acoustic music, um, old music, old acoustic music, and it's that's kind of a real natural place for my my body and my voice and my mind to go. And so once I decided to stop resisting it, it just flowed. We're talking to Laura Love about her brand new CD, Negress. And another one of the tunes on there, I love that you just jumped right into talking about the tunes because I definitely wanted to talk about that, that first one, Saskatchewan, Juneteenth. But the next tune is Brogan, which I thought was a traditional tune until I realized that you had written it. It's it's kind of a, a mysterious song. Brogan, the waterman, he can see what the others can. Brogan, the witching man, he can find what the others can. I know that there are still water witches in existence, and I actually have a, a, a house in the mountains in um, Okanagan County, uh, Washington, and we have a, it's, it's run on solar and wind power. And um, and when we were trying to figure out where to put our well, we had a couple of a couple of choices, and one was to um, have a traditional person come and, and drill, and the other was a water witch, and the con- traditional 
set up to have someone come drill was about $5,000, and the water witch was about $500. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I, I almost went with the water witch, but I just thought, you know what? That, you know, that could be like a Nigerian bank scam. You know, it could be one of <laughs> come out and they say, water is here, you know, and then you just drill and drill and drill. It's not there. And they go, well, it would have been if you'd gone. You know, it's like I didn't say how deep, you know, you, you might have to go to China. But that's, you know, so I, and I, so I, so I, I got the conventional thing. I got the guy with the equipment coming out and I, I regret that. And, you know, and now I've seen a couple of water witches working in, in Okanagan County and it's just, there's something so ancient and just just uh, uh, spiritual about that process, and so um, I with Brogan, I just imagined I just imagined um, a black water witch uh, finding water for people, and that being his his way to make a living and and his way to sort of uh, be relatively free and able to move around in earlier days. Another tune that really caught my ear was Angry Days. And, you know, that one... I don't know. A lot of times, when you think about uh, the history of slaves and and you know the, what they have gone through, it seems like they're never really been allowed to be angry. And I, I thought that was really refreshing. Right. You look into anybody's history, and it's it's bloody. I mean, it's not like you know white people have the corner on the you know the subjugation of people or the domination of people. Uh, I mean, everybody's history is is bloody. And um, and and with. The, with our big brain and our opposable thumb and with the knowledge that war is bad, I think it's time we, we, we absolutely have to find alternative means of, of settling disputes uh, than, than going to war. And with Angry Days, I kind of wanted to, to talk about not just, just you know, all, all kinds of anger, um, anger, you know, over slavery, as well as just how angry the, the times are now. And it feels very relevant. I mean... It just—it feels like like a very angry time right now, and um, you know, angrier than ever before, angrier than ever before. And I wanted a, 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 an old time, a bluegrass song that talked about anger throughout the years, throughout the generations, as well as anger now. Hope to provoke a little bit of contemplation about, you know, what that anger is about and what what we might do differently this time to resolve that. I have had money, ain't had not, and I did not care what the others got, and I did not care for their anxious ways. I do not care for these angry days. The uh, the tune that follows "Angry Days" on Negras is passing which to me is just a really gutsy tune because it addresses something that doesn't get addressed a lot of times, and that is the tragic racism that also kind of got forced within the African-American community. Yeah, I mean, and that was just brought to my, to my life in high relief. I'm a light-skinned black woman. My mother's a light-skinned black woman. And all of almost all of my family dating back to slavery are light-skinned black people. And I said, well, Mom, you know, is that... 
an accident? Is it just that, you know, just, just so happened? She said, oh, no, if you were a light-skinned black person and you were able to pass, you did not marry or couple up with a dark, darker black person because you didn't want to have dark, dark children. You didn't want to have your children out you as someone who is passing for, for, for white. And you, you didn't want your children to be born into the hardship of being visibly black. And so, and I said, well, you know, when I talked to my mom, I said, you know, that you didn't do any of that. She said, oh, no, I didn't. I absolutely did that. She said, I did not want to date black, dark black men. I didn't want to have dark black children. And, um, and you know, and I said, well, gosh, you know, what, what must that have been like when you were a kid? Did, you know, was there resentment because you were so light? And she said, oh, yeah. My mom's nickname is Peaches. She was always called Peaches within a black community, which is endearing as well as sort of derisive. He said the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice. He said the blacker the berry, the closer to the noose. He said Peaches, you is fine and we'd make a lovely pair. She said you much too doggone black for me and I don't like your hair. Passing, honey, you is passing. So somewhere way back in slavery, the slave owner uh, raped uh, someone in my in in my family and produced a light-skinned child, and then um, and then that child grew up and and intentionally kept succeeding generations light and my family passed my my grandfather passed in the in the the first world war uh i have um both on both sides of my family i have there there have been people that passed and um and my mom my mom you know of all people you know she's she's intelligent and an evolved person but she was i i she was disappointed when my sister was born and darker than than both she or my father, and uh, and would often say, "Oh, Lisa's got bad hair." My sister Lisa, or "Don't go out in the sun. You don't want to get any blacker than you are." Mm. And it's, it's heartbreaking. You end up, Negras, with a gospel tune that you wrote, He Is My Rock. And other than the fact that it's really fun and uplifting and it's a great way to, to end a CD, uh, you know, I feel like this is such a well-thought-out record that there's a good reason that there's a gospel number wrapping it up. Yeah, I mean, I think throughout the generations, um, black people have survived with this idea of deferred gratification. You know, you may be a slave now. You may have to sacrifice now. You may have nothing here on this earth. But you're going to go and, and be rewarded in heaven. And I think it, it was the only thing some, that black people have lived for for many generations, you know, that has given them hope. 
And it's, it's funny because, you know, people say, well, Laura, you know, you, you, you write these spiritual songs and, and you sing these spirituals, are you a religious person? And I feel like I'm a spiritual person. There is spirituality everywhere around us. What about a man whose righteous love can lead me from temptation? What about a man whose righteous love can lead me to salvation? When I spy them pearly gates and I can hear St. Peter calling, you're going to hear me shout it from up high up on the mountaintop. Yeah, yeah, he's my rock, he's my rock. We're talking with Laura Love. The new CD is Negrass. And the last question I have for you is, okay, now that bluegrass has wrestled you to the ground and won yes are we going to hear more bluegrass from you yeah yeah you are uh i i have i'm going full tilt um i've put together uh some some bluegrass uh, musicians that i just love um a guy named danny barnes who lives here in the pacific northwest we know him well yeah danny barnes he was in the bad livers and he's Mm -hmm, just a fabulous mm -hmm. guy so i'm going to be touring with him a little bit miss barbara lamb on the fiddle and uh uh, Scott Vessel, when I can get him on the banjo. Um, Danny Barnes is a banjo player as well as guitar and all kinds of stuff. So Mike Bubb on the bass, just love him. So I'm just I'm going the bluegrass route. I'm putting together bluegrass bands and 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 playing festivals. Well, when are, when do you think you might bring that bluegrass show over toward North Carolina? Do you know, whenever yet? I get asked, I would love to come play Merle Fest again. So each and every one of you that has uh, uh, access to a pen, pencil, or computer. Please write Merle Fest and tell him, you know, I really love them and <laughs> and I really want to come back and play Merle Fest and uh, I just I just love that festival and I, I and Belfair I loved that and you know I promise you I will I will uh, I will bring a rockin' a rockin' bluegrass bluegrass and band if uh, if you you know hire me. Laura Love, thank you so much for calling in this morning. Really do appreciate it, and congratulations on this great new CD, Negrass. Thank you so much. Support for NPR Podcasts comes from Acura, featuring the all-new turbocharged Acura RDX with available real-time traffic alerts. More at acura.com slash rdx.